0: This is the Come Follow Me podcast with Jaron Bunny. Each week, I'll get with a group of church members from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the Los Angeles area to discuss the Come Follow Me manual.
1: Like, we're on this earth to be disciples. We need to share it.
2: And I think, like, the priesthood is what makes a man what a man should
1: be. Eventually, you're going to have to get out of the boat and walk on water.
0: The amount of bread or fish we can give is not the point, but rather our willingness to accept the bread of life their interpretations feelings and insights to help you study hey hey hey! welcome back to come follow me podcast this week we're on our regular schedule but next week we will have a bonus episode with me and a bunch of friends we're going to gather together and discuss the most recent general conference talks super excited about it it's going to be epic so get ready for that all right let's get started with this episode All right, welcome to another episode of Come Follow Me. This week we studied Matthew 16 through 17, Mark 9, Luke 9, Thou art the Christ. And I got a special guest that came all the way from Modesto, California. My sister. Hi, guys. (laughs) What's your name?
2: And it's not just here.
1: <laughs> we have very similar voices. My name is Jaelen. I live in Modesto, California, and, and you're married. You're not I a wife. Same member. But- I'm married five years, carrying a little baby a little in my, baby my belly. Boy. So yes, and
0: we got
2: Tanner. Uh, I've been in the ward for just a little over a year now. Living in Sherman Oaks, from Colorado. I draw pictures for a living. Really, really great guy. <laughs> Good.
0: <laughs> Some background: you guys knew each other at BYU Idaho, right? Yes.
1: We knew each other for a few years at BYU Idaho. Yeah, it
2: was a little while. Yeah.
1: We had I was friends with his brother and sister-in-law, and we all just always hang out.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Lots that's of awesome. game nights. Lots of game Lots nights. Of movies. And now
0: we're meeting. So much time after. Yep. That's crazy. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, let's study together and discuss this. So All right. <clears throat> starting off. Okay. So the first part that they talk about is the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Sadducees. Sadducees? Sadducees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they demanded Jesus to show him a sign. Mm-hmm. And there was already so many miracles that were happening and had happened. Mm-hmm. And yet they were like, uh, we need to see something even greater than right. that, which is crazy to me, but that's what happened. And I liked how they said, their demand was prompted not by a lack of signs, but an unwillingness to discern the signs and accept them. And then going on, um, so Peter also witnessed a ton of miracles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he himself walked on water. His testimony, it says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. It did not come through his physical senses, cause it talks about like, it didn't come from flesh and blood. His testimony was revealed to him by the Father, which is in heaven, which is revelation. And that's the rock upon what the Savior built his church and is now um, built by. And I thought that was really interesting because um, it just shows how important revelation is. And for some reason, I don't know why this quote from uh, the movie Santa, Santa Claus came <laughs> to mind when they're like, seeing is not believing, believing is seeing. Yeah, right. And it kind classic of... Classic quote. Classic quote. It kind of reminded me of that, of, like, how important um, the like re- personal that. revelation is to our testimonies, and how, yeah, you can get signs all the time, but you constantly actually need the gift of the Holy Ghost to bear that witness, and I don't know. I was just thinking a lot this week about Peter's testimony.
2: Yeah. I agree. I right? and that's difficult um especially like in today's age where information is like so readily accessible Mm -hmm. it's very easy to like be logic and evidence based on everything like and with this it's very counterproductive or not counterproductive counterintuitive um Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's a lot of things in the gospel like you it doesn't make sense But, like, that's the way it is. Yeah. And, like, that's how, like, you have, that's how you figure out if anything is true. Like, you have to get a witness that isn't physical or logical. Yeah. And then after that happens, then, like, the logic kind of comes afterwards. Like, the evidence is there. It's
0: so hard case by case with people, though. Yeah. It's hard to explain it, too, sometimes to people. I've had people tell
1: me because i'm <clears throat> I'm very much a feeler. I've never been one to like only see logic. I go by feeling, and so that's kind of where my testimony was built up off of, and I remember having friends who were not of our faith say that I had blind faith that what I was feeling was not not real. it was right, you know all it's all yeah. in my head, it's like, oh, I'm making it up and you have to be able to feel it. You can't just read it. You can't. I mean, you have to feel it for yourself. And I think that's the whole like purpose at the end of reading the Book of Mormon that we're supposed to go and pray and ask if this is true. Like you've read it all, but you have to feel that if it's true yeah, or not. True. It's like, I mean, you have to feel it. You have to get that confirmation. You have to get that yeah. yeah. Well,
2: and it sounds crazy to say like it's just a feeling. Yeah. Like like you're gonna base all your life's choices on like a feeling you had. Yeah. But it's strong enough. To do that, that very thing, and and I think it's also beautiful that like everyone is going to get it in their own way. Like for Mm -hmm. some people, it's not going to be feeling based. For some people, it will be logical or factual or whatever, and it's just a matter of finding it on your own,
0: right? And the Savior is all about the individual, Mm -hmm. so it's going to be different for and unique for everyone, right? I love that the Holy Ghost speaks differently to To everyone, everyone. yes, case by case, which is really cool. So that was just the first section. Okay, so now we get over to Testimony of Jesus Christ Comes by Revelation. Mm-hmm. I just wrote, I just looked at my notes and I said, Yes! <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but there was this part in this paragraph that talked about, If Jesus Christ asked people today, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Their answers would differ from the answers given by people in his time. And there was this, thing that said like how would you respond if Jesus asked you whom say ye that I am and I wrote down in my comments I was like what would my coworkers respond to this question because right. I talk about Christ a lot at work yeah. because I think about Christ a lot with just like the podcasts and stuff. And even like my coworker one time he was like I was lost in thought during lunch and he could tell and he was like what are you thinking about? And I was like the scriptures. <laughs> 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 he was like, okay, but I was wondering about that. I was like, well, what would my coworkers think? Like, would they just think like, oh, Christ was a was a teacher, was yeah. a prophet, like, or would they be like, he was the son of God? Yeah. And I, I don't know. It was really interesting, and it it just made me. It's a really pondering question.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm trying to find a scripture here real quick. Yeah. There is a, a portion of the reading. Um, And maybe you guys remember, but he he talks about people who are ashamed of the gospel. And Mm -hmm. it was like a huge wake-up call to me because, like, I don't really talk about the church at work. Oh, you don't? It's like a very unique environment. I don't think it's, like, very popular. Uh, I I feel like probably most of my coworkers are either atheists or agnostic or just don't think about that kind of stuff. And and that's fine, you know? Like, everyone's got their own experiences, but um, like, I wonder, like, if, if someone, like, came and talked to me, like, what would be my response? I, I don't know, it's kind of a scary thought. Yeah. Um, and so, like, what does it mean to, I guess, be ashamed of Christ? Not, and I don't feel like I am, but, like, I feel like there's a spectrum there, you know, like, where do we stand as far as, like, how much, confidence we have in him
0: yeah that you're witnessing and talking and like what does
2: it take like what what should i be doing to show that like i i love him and i believe
0: in him
1: i i feel that way a lot too and like jaron has showed me so much confidence in it and it makes me feel like okay like maybe this is something Normal that I could do, but it isn't something I do in my everyday life. Like, I don't, I'm not at my hairdresser's talking about, (laughs) like, that's not something that, like, oh, did you read the Bible today? Like, I, you know, it's not really something that I, it doesn't, yeah. And maybe that's on me, I don't know, but I like your question about, like, what will I do to show my love for him?
0: Yeah, because I mean, in the come follow me, and also just through studying with the journal conference talks and stuff that we are supposed to be true disciples. And when Jesus Christ comes back, we're supposed to, he's supposed to know us as true disciples and to be a true disciple, you have to put him first in your life. Yeah. And to me, it's like, if he's first in my life, then he's the first thought in my day. Yeah. He's the, he's on my thoughts. Right. And so when I'm, when I'm like in at work and I'm like during lunch, like that's what I want to talk about. Well, it's my thoughts. It's too because
1: I was I was with a friend and it did come up organically like religion and then I kind of did just bear my testimony and I haven't done that in a long time and I remember coming home and telling my husband Tyler like I just did this today and it just happened and I felt really good about it and like why am I not doing this more This is the most important thing in my life and. People don't know that. Like, I don't, it's not something that I share all the time. Like, it, is it me just like, I want to hold it precious. Like, don't hurt it. Like, if I say it, then they're going to be like, well, you're dumb. Like, that's wrong. It might expose you. It totally will. And, and I, I guess I'm just nervous about the reactions because this world is crazy. And sometimes we get those hard reactions and because it's so special to me, I'm like, should I share it? Oh No and i think you're right like we're on this earth to be disciples we need to share it and that's just something we all need to work well,
2: on. yeah and that that brings up another concern that i have is like you know if if people know that i'm a follower of christ like i am am i a good representation of yeah. him like will they see me and think oh yeah tanner is a good christian mm-hmm. yeah. and i don't know i don't know what people would think yeah. um, but i i guess that's a good thing to be thinking about like it's good to to worry about how you are representing the Savior, because that's, like, that's the covenant we make, right? Yeah. That's, that's our best you know, his name. Yeah. Yeah, like, we're of his fold, and we should act like that. Yeah, right. And so I just wonder, like, am I? Am yeah. I doing enough, you know?
0: Sunday questions to ponder. Yes. <laughs>
2: I will not sleep tonight. <laughs> am I doing enough? <laughs>
0: oh, gosh. No, but I think also, like, I was thinking about this, and, like, how do we learn of him and, like, how do I know that he is the Christ? And I wrote down, like, it's through my personal experiences and through the Holy Ghost, like we talked about. And yeah. all those scriptures that they kind of wrote down there, I, I kind of researched a couple of them, and a lot of them was, like, the Holy Ghost. Okay, so moving on. Okay. Now we're at what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration, which I, like, reread this, like, a couple times, and every time I'm like, man, this is, like, good stuff. Okay, so like verse one of Matthew seventeen. Um, does anyone have I it? have it? Okay. Could you read it? Yes, you said verse, verse 1. Verse one. And
1: after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart.
0: Okay, so they're out like on a mountain on the top. at the top of a mountain. Right. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and then verse two.
1: And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his
0: raiment was white as the light. Okay, so he was transfigured, which I'm sure they were like, what is happening? You know what I mean? They were all like, wait, I did at
1: this point, did they know he was the son of God?
0: Yeah, Uh, I mean, mean, they they bared their testimonies of it, so yeah, they know. I mean, this is all to get them prepared to get the priesthood for them to teach yeah that you know well
2: maybe they believed that but they didn't really know (laughs) fully like 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 what it
0: meant this was like a true sign of heaven you You know know, like like, (laughs) I
2: I believed it but oh (laughs) oh oh, this is is really happening happening. (laughs) (laughs) this
0: is really (laughs) happening right now
1: And then, yeah, if you saw light happen and and
2: maybe that's an interesting thing to point out is the fact that like this didn't happen until they made that declaration. Like it's like the trial of your faith. And then they
1: received the witness. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like this was a blessing of that testimony that they gave. Mm,
1: Totally. Verse three. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him.
0: And then verse four.
1: Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord,
0: it is good for us to be here. Okay, stop. I love that. I love that. Okay, so then he's transferred, and then, like, Moses and Elijah, or Elijah's, Elijah, or, yeah. he comes, or they come, and then Peter's like, wait, like, are we supposed to be right. here no. right now?
2: Like, no, I just, like, imagine, like, them floating <laughs> up in the air. They're, like, glowing, and Peter's, like, down and the ground, like, oh, excuse
0: <laughs> me, like, wanted, raises like, his hand. Should we oh. go? Like, are we supposed to be here?
2: Stay? I've been turned into a cow. <laughs> Can should I go I home? Go
1: Make here three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias.
0: And then verse, what's the next five? verse? Five? Yeah. While he's while
1: he yet spake, behold a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold a voice out of the cloud which said, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am
0: well pleased. Hear ye him." So that God is like testifying, mm-hmm. which voice. is like craziness like now they're like okay what is really going on
2: (laughs) no one really answered their question (laughs) (laughs) they're just kind of being
1: ignored
0: but then (laughs) they they stay they stay stay. they're like okay and the next verse and and when the disciples heard it they fell on their face yeah so they're like
1: they're like this
0: is like too much to handle
1: almost that that would be i mean i think i would pass out like a
2: large noise coming out of
1: well, and now there's two more people and all this light. All this and glory and light. Yeah, and you're just like, what? And you're on a mountain.
0: Yeah. And then the next verse.
1: And Jesus came and touched them and said, arise and be not afraid. So I
0: love that the Savior sees that they're, like, He's having afraid. a yes. hard time. <laughs> hey, guys, he goes, it's okay. He touches them and says, I see you. Says, I see you. <laughs> it's all good. You're going to be okay. He, like, comforts them. Oh my God. Because they're having a hard time with this. He, he gets it. Which I kind of love. It shows a, a characteristic um, yeah. of Christ of just being like, you're my friends. I'm going to comfort yeah, you. And you guys are yeah. having a hard time right now.
2: Well, and I guess, like, I love that phrase. We actually see that a lot in the scriptures, the whole be not afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's very interesting how it's phrased and I think it's very interesting the context and I think it can be applied, like, on a grand scheme. Oh, totally. The fact that, like, We use the term, like, God-fearing people, and I think that's a good thing. Like, it's good to respect God, but, like, we should not be afraid of him. Uh, The utmost importance is that he's our loving father. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: And so it's like, don't be afraid of me, you know? Like, I know this might be scary for you. This is very foreign, but, like, everything is good. Yeah. And uh, I love that. I
0: know. And they're with Christ, and it's like you're gonna be fine. You're you're with Him. I know it's He brought you here.
2: (laughs) It's gonna be a great movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next verse. Okay. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man, save Jesus only. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, "Tell the vision to no man, until
0: the Son of Man be risen again from the dead." And then I think there was another account, like, I, it might have been Mark or Luke, and they were like, they didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Because I don't know yet if they knew that he was going to die. I, I found it. It is in
1: Mark. And he said, after they said, like, risen from the dead, they kept that saying with themselves, questioning one with another what the rising from the dead
0: should mean. See, I don't right. think they knew. They never knew. No. Yeah. Yeah
2: we're sitting here talking about them like oh silly apostles they don't know <laughs> what they're doing well like are we any different
0: like, <laughs> I we know, we know so very little oh, about no.
2: what's going on <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: um, so yeah so they got the keys there at the mount of uh-huh. transfiguration right yes. mm-hmm. keys of the priesthood yeah. yeah um and then the following is what are the keys of the kingdom of heaven and so we get to talk about that it is the priesthood keys and the priesthood keys are the authority of God has given to priesthood leaders to direct control and govern and the use of the priesthood on earth. Um, and then I, I don't know if you guys read, did you read the power of the, in the priesthood by Neil L. Anderson that was linked to this? No, I did not. So I read it. Did you read it, Jason? No, I remember hearing it while you were playing it. Okay. So I read it and there was a couple quotes I didn't know what it was going to... It had been a while since I read that talk, and I wasn't really sure what it was going to be focused on, and I thought the focus was really, really interesting. Here are some quotes that I really liked about it. We sometimes overly associate the power of the priesthood with men in the church. The priesthood is the power and authority of God given for the salvation and blessings of all men and women and children. A man may open the drapes so the warm sunlight comes into the room, but the man does not own the sun or the light or the warmth it brings. The blessings of the priesthood are infinitely greater than the one who is asked to administer the gift to receive the blessings, power and promises of the priesthood in this life. And the next one of the great opportunities, responsibilities of mortality. And I just, I don't know. I thought about that and I love that imagery. I'm like,
2: That's a really good way to put
1: it.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. That they don't control the sun. They just open it up. They just
1: open up so
0: that everyone
1: can be blessed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like you kind of determine too, like how close do you want to get to that sunlight?
1: Yeah.
2: That and um, if you think about it, like a a man can't bless himself with the priesthood. It is a completely service-based power. Like you can never apply Mm -hmm. the priesthood to yourself, yourself even as a man.
0: Like, yeah, I love that. He still yeah, relies it's on about. another
2: man to to give that to him, and and like, yes, it's, it's. I'm sure it, yeah, it's a rewarding experience to be able to give blessings, but like, that's not what it's about. It's not yeah. about the priesthood holder. It's about the one receiving always. Right.
1: I really like that because I think, I think people struggle with that, and I love how you put that just now, like saying that it's a service base, and it's really about who's receiving. Those blessings. Right. Oh, totally.
2: But, yeah, it's it's almost like I would say it's wrong to seek out that power for yourself. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. if you are, like, wanting the priesthood for those reasons, then those are the wrong reasons.
0: That you should right. yeah, be having
2: that. Because it is for, like, other people.
0: I like how it says, Do we not feel the power of the priesthood in our own lives and see it among the covenant-keeping members of the church? We see it in the new conference as they step from the waters of baptism, feeling forgiven and clean. We see our children and youth more sensitive to the promptings and guidance of the Holy Ghost. We see the ordinances of the temple becoming a beacon of strength and light for righteous men and women across the world. And it's true. It's like you see the power of the priesthood in so many different ways. It's not just like blessing the sick and afflicted. It's like the power of the priesthood affects like the, when you go to the temple and you do ordinances or like when you're, feeling the Holy ghost to help you give you guidance in your life. Like right. that is the power of the priesthood one.
2: Well, and, and if we want to go with the whole like gender thing, Um which
0: is what it seemed like this kind of talk was about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: absolutely. Uh, Cause I, I think motherhood is like the way a woman becomes like her best self. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's very like traditional and outdated. Thing, <laughs> but, like, I believe that. I believe that. There's something, like, so special. You use certain gifts
0: as a woman yeah. when you're a mother. It's true. It is, like, a nurturing and and
2: powerful and beautiful thing. And I think the priesthood is the same for men. Like, it is the way that men can be their best selves. Because, yeah. like, in the world now, like, there's very, like, crazy things going around about, like, toxic masculinity. Like, what a man true. Yeah. is. And, and I think, like, the priesthood is what makes a man what a man should be.
1: That's interesting because we talked about that me and you jaren just how important it is for men to have the priesthood like just how it is important for a woman to be a mother i mean we have these purposes here on earth and they're for a reason i think you're right like if i mean we each kind of have our own roles and responsibilities responsibilities with everyday life with careers and everything like that but then when you kind of narrow it down like no, we we do need these specific. This is why we were created. This is why man is here. This is why woman is here. Right. And
2: I'm not even saying you have to be a mother to fulfill those traits, you know? Oh, like no. Just the yeah, nature yeah. of a woman is nurturing. It's and nurturing. And loving. And, yeah. And I think Serving, those same loving. things can be applied to a man with the priesthood so that he becomes gentle and kind mm-hmm. and it's giving.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that's the goal. It's like...
0: They're both like service they oriented. You. All service. They
2: just push you towards Christ. Like, yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there's another quote that I really liked too. And it said, while there are many things we do know about the priesthood, seeing through the lens of mortality does not always give a complete understanding of the workings of God, but his gentle reminder, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways, my ways reassures us that with time and eternal perspective, we will see the things as they really are and more completely understand his perfect love. And I think that when people are struggling, it's just, you have to remember like, it is God's way, and sometimes we do not understand God's no. way. Yeah. That's mortality, and that's life, and that's how it's going to be.
2: Everyone's at some different spot on the path, too. So it's like, be patient with people that don't understand it. And we don't understand it. Right. And God's patient with us, so it's like,
1: oh, keep that so in mind. he's so patient. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, he has to be. <laughs> yeah,
1: because everyone is like, yeah, this is my way. This is how I feel. And it's like, oh, I hate to break it to you, but that's not his way.
0: Yeah. I loved it even uh, with, the, with the address that President Nelson said when he was like, listen, like, this is the Lord's Church, and, like, we're changing the name, and, like, people are going to say, like, SEO problems with the URL, or, like, all these different yeah. sort of things, and he's like, they're rebranding. It, it's not man's it's way. Irrelevant. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's God's way. Right. Which I loved. I was like, yes! Like, SEO. he will. No, really. People weren't, like, people, man's way would be like, well, SEO reasons, or, like, yeah. um, Another thing would be branding. It's like rebranding the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Like that seems kind of a little, you know, crazy. Oh, totally. New year, new me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next part. This is Matthew 17 and Mark 9. Um, When seeking greater faith, I must first hold on to the faith I already have. So this this section. Yeah, this section was great. And it talked about this father. At first it seemed like they're... He was kind of like, there was some arguing happening. And then um, Christ kind of came up and was like, what's going on? And then he was upset that the apostles couldn't heal his son. And he asked the Savior if he could. And it's like, but when the Savior invited him to exercise faith, he did not focus on his doubts. He he said, Lord, I believe. And then he said, in an acknowledgement that his faith was not perfect, he added, help thou, my... Unbelief. Right. And I really love this. And uh, Jeffrey R. Holland also has a talk linked to this called Lord, I Believe. He was talking to this 14 year old boy and um, he said to him, Brother Holland, uh, this is the 14 year old boy, said, Brother Holland, I can't say that I know the church is true, but I believe it is. And he said he hugged the boy until his eyes bulged out. Mm-hmm. And then he told them that belief is a precious word and an even more precious act. And he need never apologize for only believing. I, he said that he told the boy that Christ himself said, be not afraid, only believe. A phrase which, by the way, carried young Gordon B. Hinckley into a mission field. And then he said to the boy that belief was always the first step towards conviction and... I just, I really love that, that it does first start with believing, wanting to believe yeah. in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And
0: you just can't stop. Like you, you have to continue to work for it. And I think that also praying to the, to God and saying, I want to know more, help my unbelief, like help me through this trial of faith. Um, I know by personal witness that. It will come to pass that like, if you really want to seek revelation and a testimony of this, he will help you through it, but it's going to take action. It's going to take your part to seek after and read the scriptures and pray daily to talk to your Bishop, talk to those that can help you through it. Like it does take a lot of action. Um, but belief is, or wanting the belief is the first step.
2: Yeah, well, it starts with a desire, and it, it's very difficult. Like, I find myself, if I don't have the desire, then I, like, have the desire for the desire.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which
2: is, like, a, kind of a hard place to be. No, really,
1: that's, but, yeah. You have
2: to start somewhere, You have right? to start somewhere. And that's okay. And and that's enough, you know? If yeah. You, and and you, it's like you said, you just keep going. You start with that desire, and you just go.
1: Yeah. I loved this verse when he <clears throat> talked about the mustard seed. Can we talk about yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead. In Matthew 17 20 Jesus said unto them because of your unbelief for verily I say unto you if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed you shall say unto this mountain remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And we talked about mountains and being able to move them because there's going to be so many mountains in your life whether they're little hills or huge glaciers, and you're going to need to move them. And I think it's that faith that is going to be able to move them. And I love that he says, like, it can just be a little mustard seed. And, like, mustard seeds are so tiny. They are the tiniest little seeds ever. And we just need just a little bit of faith and to turn to him. And he will help us get there, but it's going to take time. It yeah. it doesn't happen right away. Right
0: mountains when they're big, they're really big. Sometimes it can seem like you're moving just boulder to boulder. Yeah, you gotta push.
2: Yeah, and that's that's because uh, we grew up in Colorado. Obviously, we we hiked a lot of mountains. That's mm-hmm. how our, our dad raised us, and he always kind of put a different perspective into me that it's like it's not like you see a mountain, like sliding across the horizon, like <laughs> yeah, moving yeah, the mountain one. is climbing it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's step-by-step step getting over that mountain and that mountain will move under your feet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's the same thing. It's like, it, it takes action. You there know?
1: has to be action. The mountain's
2: not going to move unless you move. Yeah. And uh, I love that. And I love the next verse where it's like, how be it, or however, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting, mm-hmm. like this yeah. was a big miracle. Yeah. And it took a little bit extra. It, it took a lot more effort. And prayer and fasting are significant. Like fasting oh, is a huge, huge thing. Yeah. There's like power in that, and uh, I I don't think we we use it like we should. Oh, no, we'll get we can do amazing things.
1: We have so many tools to help us get there, like prayer, like fasting, like this "Come Follow Me," like these yeah. scriptures. I mean, we have so many tools that will help us get our faith a little bit bigger to get over this mountain or move this mountain. But you're right. Sometimes we don't utilize them. Sometimes we're just like, "Oh, fast Sunday darn," and yeah. I eat that donut. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Shoot.
1: Shoot. <laughs> next month. <laughs> next month. Come yeah. On, doesn't that
2: drive you crazy? Oh, it's goodness like goodness. it's all so available and ready, uh-huh. but like we're the problem. Oh, like,
1: we're such a problem.
0: Well, guys, did we get there? We're right at the end. What's, Any thoughts in, before closing? There planting?
2: is one more. um part of the chapter well there's actually there's a lot in here there's like so much good stuff yeah
1: bring it home Tanner. but
2: there is (laughs) there is an account of um a healing of a blind man in mark 8 and uh let's see this is going to be in verse 22 we'll go 22 26 so i'll read this real quick yeah and he cometh to bethsaida and they bring a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him and he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked if, him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men and trees walking. After that, he put his hands upon his eyes and made him again, put his hands on his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he saw him or and he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. So it's like, Christ has this blind man, yeah. and he's going to heal him, puts his hands on his eyes, and then pulls him off, and he's like, okay, what do you see? And the blind man's like, I see, like, men in like, trees. He's
0: like, well, "Those like, figures. like yeah. Basically, like, just kind of, like,
2: blurs. Yeah, and Christ is like, oh, well, let me put my hands back on <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Didn't it. Yeah. Because I didn't give enough it juice, all the way. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he puts his hand back on, and then he sees complete, completely clearly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why, why is, is that? It, That's yeah. such a strange thing, and I was thinking about it. And um, obviously it's symbolic, like it's gotta, very symbolic. It to be. And I thought about it. So like, I don't know what this blind man's condition was. If he was blind from birth, then he wouldn't know any different.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so like the first time he opens his eyes, it's very blurry and hazy, but like, it's still better than anything he's ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. Like this is better than nothing. Yeah. And then Christ is like, okay, well, let me show you what you can actually see. And then like opens his eyes clearly. Yeah. And I think that is very symbolic of where a lot of us are. I think a lot of us are living in that foggy area. Yeah. But with Christ, like we could see so what, clearly yeah. we're in this fog, but like we can take it so much farther. Like I just, I imagine Christ being like, let me show you what more there is. There's yeah. so much more that you're not seeing. I know. And that's available to us. Like it's, it's simply a matter of him putting his hands on our eyes.
0: Kind of like the parable of the server where we talked about how, like, you don't really know if you're in rich soil or if you're in just, like, soil. Yeah. It's, they look the same. Yeah. And how kind of, like, everyday life, it kind of is like, I'm going to church. I'm reading my scriptures. But maybe you're not, like, ministering anymore. Yeah. Like, maybe you're not, like, seeking after inspiration or, like, maybe or you're not going to the temple anymore. Maybe you're
1: just taking the sacrament to take the sacrament. Like, maybe you're not really there thinking about it. You know, like, there's so many things, like, I I really think that about the sacrament, because it's something we do every week, and it's, like, something just so, like, taking the bread, taking the Take the bread, yeah. And sometimes, like, I look at people with big families, and their kids are chaotic, and or you're talking with a friend, or you get a message on your phone, and it's, like, you're in the haziness. Yeah, you're in that haziness, like, you can't see, like, wow, I am taking this bread to renew myself to yeah. me, to start over in a fresh week what
0: a or how
1: beautiful what, it is what a beautiful yeah. blessing we get to have not yeah. a lot of people get that yeah and it is such a treasure that sometimes we just see it as bread and water we don't see it as the full picture and i think that's where like the shapes of like the trees and men but no he needs to touch our eyes and we will see all of this beautiful blessing yeah. that is on the earth.
2: Well, and that's the reality of it is like, we will always be in that foggy vision. Uh, like there yeah. will always be a clear image available that we should be striving for. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like that's, that's mortality. You know? I would yeah.
0: say that's mortality. <laughs> that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> like, uh, Over... Until, the, yeah, until the end.
2: But I just love that. I thought it was a very, like, strange story. Like, why would Christ do that? I feel when like I was,
0: missed this story for some reason. He was
2: perfectly capable of just giving him a full healing right yeah. off the bat. But, like, it was this process of first healing and then second healing was much better. And, like, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, obviously significant. really like significant. that insight. So, Yeah there it is
0: you guys thank you so much for being on the podcast thanks for traveling out to just to be on the podcast oh yes <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the purpose no, and this is
1: Great, this is a lot of good and come, come back anytime